This is the Friday, March 4th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We'll set you up in a little more than 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day and weekend slate of betting action. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. Happy Friday. Welcome to the weekend, boys and girls. It's Tyler Fulgham and Anita Marks. Just talking a little trash before we came on the microphone to record this podcast. <laughs> One of these days, Anita and I are going to share a tea box together and it is going to go down. Anita, how are you this Friday morning? I'm great. So our, our colleague Joe Fortenball was here on the East Coast yesterday in New York for he hosted a summit and I ran into him and, you know, after a few hugs. He was just telling me what a phenomenal golfer you are and how you read greens. So I'm like, all right, all right. Now I will like, I'm up to the challenge now even more than ever. So eventually I'm going to make my way out there to Vegas, Tyler. You just watch, you just watch these, these sirens, these sirens of New York city that you can hear <laughs> in the background. Uh, will be. That's my warning. That's my warning that Anita is coming. Will be a distant reminder for me <laughs> where I am in the desert and what my goal is to beat you. All right. Well, the invitation is uh, the, the gauntlet has been thrown. Uh, insert the rock gif where he's just saying, bring it. I cannot wait to have you out here in the desert, Anita, because not only will we enjoy some uh, good golf, but I'm sure a nice night at the sports book and maybe a, a, a bottle or two of wine over some dinner. But let's dive into Friday's slate and the weekend as well and maybe help some uh, folks out there win some wine money or maybe for Anita, some shoe money. Um, NBA got a nice little Friday slate, some games, of course, on ESPN. Let's start with the team that's kind of captivating uh, the NBA nation. That's the Philadelphia 76ers. Looked oh so good. With James Harden and Joel Embiid together, three and zero since those two have come together, and I believe they're three and zero ATS in those games with the offense just being dynamic. Tonight they're back at home, Wells Fargo hosting a Cleveland Cavalier team that is, you know, been feisty this year. They're certainly going to be in the postseason. They've certainly exceeded expectation. Sixers are a seven-point favorite, a low total of 216.5. Most of that is driven by the fact that the Cavs play such good defense and play at such a slow pace. How are you looking at this game, uh, whether it's side total or props, Anita? Yeah, I mean, you, you hit on it. Uh, because they're fourth best defensive efficiency in the NBA, and as you said, they play it at a slow pace, I've got a lean on the under. It opened up at 218.5. It's now down to 217. I highly recommend if you agree with that, you need to get on that ASAP because I do believe that it will continue to drop as we get closer to tip-off. But there is a – you know me, Tyler. There is a plethora – a profit <laughs> in this game that I love tonight. And probably my favorite is Embiid, over 29 and a half points. He has, you know, as much as I love Jared Allen, uh, he has dominated Jared Allen in his career. 60% um, in regard to uh, uh, field goal percentage. He just dominates him in the paint. His body is just too big. He's too strong for Jared Allen to go up against. Last time he faced him, he put up 40 points. Um, and he got to the free throw line. He had 15 of those 40 from the free throw line. I'm waiting to see if there's a free throw line prop bet that comes out before uh, tip off. If if that's the case, I'm on that as well. But Embiid over 29 and a half points. And then what we've seen, I know it's a small sample size. It's only three games. By the way, just because we're going to be on Daily Wager later on tonight, I just want to confirm we're going with Embiid, right? That's our that's our power couple. 
name for them in because like you like you came up with it kudos to you my friend right like imbeard is that what we're rolling with i think it rolls off the tongue a little bit there imbeard i don't know you had would you have you had the opposite it was harbead harbead i had harbead right but i kind of i like imbeard i'm willing to roll with it like okay. listen best like the best pick and roll tandem in the nba like it's just deadly therefore like i'm envisioning harden over 34 and a half points and assists tonight um also i like the over and two and a half three pointers for harden as well um he's averaging three a game and you could get that at plus money also where's the offensive scoring power going to come from with cleveland it's garland he's back i'm really surprised his over under point total is only 20 and a half uh, he played 33 minutes and put up 33 points, five three-pointers, three rebounds, four assists. So at 20 and a half at even money, like, I don't know, that might even be the best bet on the table over mm. two and a half three-pointers for Garland as well at even money. And last but not least, where are they going to get their defense? I think a lot. Jared Allen is going to be focusing so much on Embiid that I think Mobley is going to be available for some 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 work in the paint as well. So I got him over one and a half blocks. Um, he's, he's, uh, posted two blocks per game in three of his last five, and you could get that at plus money at plus 175. So, uh, so those are, <laughs> I know it's a lot, but you know me, those are my prop bets for tonight. I'd expect nothing less than a plethora from the prop queen, Anita Marks. I have one play in this game that correlates with what you started with on that total going under. I'll just isolate the Cavs team total under 104 and a half. Uh, as you mentioned, the Cavs play good defense. So too does Philadelphia. They're ninth in defensive rating in the NBA this season. Both teams rank 25th in the NBA in pace. So um, it will be comfortable for both teams to play really slow. Um, I'm just worried about uh, Harden and Embiid being so efficient uh, offensively. That's why I'm, staying away from the game total going under and just isolating the Cavs team total under win, lose or draw. I think this is going to be a low scoring game for the Cavs because they just don't have the offensive horsepower of this uh, new look 76ers team that now has Embiid and Harden. And of course, still some ancillary pieces like Maxi and Tobias Harris. So I like Philly to win the game. Um, I like Philly to uh, at home play some good defense and uh, continue, um, you know, kind of uh, showing that offensive firepower. That's why I'm going to isolate the uh, Cavs team total under 104 and a half another uh big game amongst you know top contenders in the eastern conference the chicago bulls are hosting the milwaukee bucks bulls a five point home let me double check that are they at home or is this game in milwaukee they are they are at home yes they're at the united centers they're a five point home dog a hefty total of 240 now keep in mind the uh Bulls just played last night against Atlanta, so they had to travel from Atlanta back home to Chicago for the second of a back-to-back. -back. Now taking on the Bucks again as a five-point home dog with a massive total of 240. What do you like in this one, Anita? I know it's massive, but I like it. You know, again, this is a Bulls team, second of a back-to-back. -back. They were in Atlanta. They had to travel back to Chicago, and Ball and Caruso are still out. 22nd in defensive efficiency. Teams are averaging 115 points a game. And the Bucs, they've got the second-best offense in the NBA. They're averaging 120 points a game their last 10. They're shooting 58%. And their defense has been horrible. <laughs> so um, so I, I have a lean on, on the over here. Uh, also, as uh, let's give Erin Dolan a shout-out. She's like, she seems to be, you call me the queen of prop bets. She's the queen of first-quarter spreads. <laughs> and one thing, 
And one thing that she turned us on to is the box and the fact that they are the number one team in the NBA in regard to first quarter, um, uh, court, first quarter rating at plus 10 and a half. So they're the number one team in the NBA in regard to the first quarter. Meanwhile, the Bulls, they are 23rd in first quarter rating. So I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to go here. Uh, and, and by the way, we're, we're recording this around noon today. First quarter spread is not out yet. However, what is out is first to 15 points in the first quarter. And I'm going with the Bucks at minus 140. That is what's out right now. And I'm going to jump on that. Um, so that's, that's, you know, I, I think, I think also you want to look and see is Zach Levine going to play again. He played last night against Atlanta but he is coming back from a knee issue. So like, do they want to give him a night off, especially since it's a back to back. So keep an eye on that. You know, as I said, no ball, no Caruso, there is a chance that Zach Levine might be inactive as well. And, and I think that's going to have an effect here as well, but um, a slight lean on the over. And then again, I'm looking for bucks first quarter uh, odds to hit the, hit the, hit the board. They haven't yet. But what is on there right now is first to 15 points in the first quarter and the Bucks at minus 140. Yeah, I usually uh, when I see a number like 240, um, I, I usually just stay away. Uh, of course, these two teams play fast. They play good offense. Would not be shocked at all to say 123 to 120 type of game. But uh, just I get so worried that one bad five minute stretch derails the total going over. So I understand the uh, belief that this game uh, will go over because again, that's just how the bucks play and Chicago has been playing a lot of high scoring games as well. But instead of attacking that, I'll look at the prop market, Anita, and this is kind of a situational thing, but I think with this particular player situation matters. Bobby Portis is one of the most emotional basketball players in the NBA. That's why those Milwaukee Bucks fans love him. And what do we have here with this matchup in Chicago tonight, Anita? It is a revenge spot for Bobby Portis. He's returning to Chicago to play against that team that kind of let him go to Milwaukee. And I did some digging on how Portis has performed in his career against the Chicago Bulls. And the numbers that I dug up, they align with the intuition that I had that Bobby likes to take it to his old team. He averages in nine games against the Bulls, 14.6 point per game in his career. Of all 30 NBA teams, that's the second highest point per game average that he has against any of the 30 teams in the NBA. Now, his rebound average against the Bulls is 9.0 in nine career games. That is the highest rebound average that he has versus any of the other 29 or 30 teams that he has played against in his NBA career. So he definitely likes to show up against Chicago, especially with this game being in Chicago. I think he's going to be geared up, jacked up. As soon as he touches that ball, he's going to be firing. I think he's going to crash the boards and be a typical agitator the way Bobby Portis is. So a couple of wagers that I have over eight and a half rebounds is even money. Over 24 and a half points plus rebounds is minus 120. I would take both of those. Portis is in the starting lineup. We have a healthy 240 total. So the box scores are expected to be robust. And again, he's a guy who shows up and plays in these situational spots against a team that once employed him. I think Bobby's going to be locked in trying to put up big numbers in Chicago defensively. They struggle against that center position, even though they have Vucevic um, centers are, you know, putting up big box scores against them. They're 27th in offensive production allowed to the center position. So I think Portis is in line 
for a big day, returning to Chicago to take on the Bulls. Another game we want to look at uh, taking place in Phoenix, the Knicks, which a team that you're familiar with living there in uh, New York, New Jersey area. They're traveling to Phoenix to take on <laughs> Exactly. We need to have some of those sound effects put in post-production for the Knicks. Uh, they're traveling to Phoenix to take on that Suns team, of course, that will be without Devin Booker and CP3, but the Suns absolutely throttled the Trailblazers in their first game without those three. The Knicks come in having won just one of their last 10 games. This line kind of fishy to me. The Suns are only laying six and a half at home against this Knicks team that's just been repugnant as of late. Are you taking the bait there? Do you like the Suns, or do you, do you think the line stands out for a reason to maybe back the Knicks? Yeah, I think the line the line is what it is because there's no Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Devin Booker, of course, uh, health protocol has already been ruled out for the game. So I, I think I think that's a big reason for the line. Um, I, I like the under here, to be quite frank. You know, this is a Knicks team. They're just god-awful. They've uh, only won one of their last 11 games. They're 27th in scoring. They're only averaging 105 points per game. I know, and a big reason – why they're even putting up 105 is because of RJ Barrett, but I believe that he gets all the attention tonight. So um, I'm fading RJ Barrett. I'm not necessarily playing any prop bets for him. I don't know. Maybe I'll play under three under points. I'm not sure yet, but at the same time, the Knicks eighth in defensive defensive efficiency teams are only averaging 107 points against them. Meanwhile, for the Suns, they're sixth in defensive efficiency teams are only averaging 105. And again, no Chris Paul, no Devin Booker. So the under to me screams, I think that might be the best play here at 223. That's what I have it at. Not sure if where, where, where your line is right now. Um, also, my favorite prop bet in this is Cam Johnson over threes. The line hasn't hit yet. I'm assuming it's going to be at two and a half. Um, you know, with without Booker and without Chris Paul in, in the game, he's averaging a minimum of 25 minutes, 20 points. He's hit over two and a half three-pointers in three of his last four games. So right now, the mindset for the Suns is next men up. And uh, and Cam Johnson, uh, you know you know I like Jay Crowder. I, I won the best bet the other yep. day uh, on him. I know you're all over Aiton. I'm sure you are. You know, Holiday, a lot of guys are going to have to step up. But I really like Cam Johnson over three-pointers tonight as well. Yeah, we might have to thread the needle here a bit. I see 222.5 with that total. I would lay it with the Suns. I, I know this looks fishy, but the Suns, even without Chris Paul and Devin Booker, are just wildly better than the, the New York Knicks. I mean, this is a deep, awesome team. And even when they don't have their two best players, there's still a lot of really, really good players. Campaign is a capable point guard when CP3 is not in there. And then, of course, guys like... Jay Crowder, Cam Johnson, DeAndre Ayton, Mikael Bridges, they all pick up the slack in terms of the scoring that's lost with Devin Booker. So my official play, Anita, is the Suns team total over 114 and a half. Um, mm. This is a team that's ninth in the NBA in pace uh, in the Suns. And I really think the, the biggest reason I'm isolating the Suns side that they'll score a lot of points is because the Knicks defense has just fallen into the tank. It's atrocious now. They have, over their last 10 games, a 117.5 defensive rating, which means they allow 117.5 points per 100 possessions. Over that 10-game stretch, that ranks 28th in the NBA. But if you use that defensive rating over the course of this entire season, if that's the way the Knicks have been playing over the course of this entire season, they'd rank dead last in defensive rating behind the Houston Rockets. 
117 and a half is a bad defensive rating. And I think that 10 game stretch with the Knicks in which the Knicks are one and nine is indicative of just where they're at right now. They've kind of given up. They don't play hard on defense. And I think the Suns team at home will take advantage of that and uh, score at least 115 points. I also like them to cover the six and a half because I think this line is just not giving enough respect to the others on the Phoenix Suns team. Again, a team that went to the NBA Finals and took Giannis and Co. to six games last year, um, even though they're missing CP3 and Devin Booker. They're still a deep-loaded team. So my official play, team total over 114.5, and I would lay the 6.5 with the Suns there. Um, Some other games, at least worth mentioning in the NBA, that uh, have caught our eye. Um, We have the, uh, let's see here, the T-Wolves. Laying nine and a half on the road at OKC, and the Teals have just been an interesting team. They're twenty-five and seven to the over on the road this season. I repeat, T Wolves games on the road have gone over almost eighty percent of the time this season. If that matters to you, the total set at two twenty-nine and a half in OKC tonight. Let's switch gears though and hop on the links. That's how we open this uh, presentation. Right now, your boy Victor Hovland is doing some work at uh, Bay Hill in the Arnold Palmer invite. Hovland uh, opened with, I think, a three under on Thursday, and he's been on fire so far Friday morning as of uh, recording. He sits alone atop the leaderboard, six under through 16 holes today, uh, which has him two clear of Rory McIlroy. Rory fired an opening round seven under, but he hasn't teed off yet as of uh, recording this on Friday. So your boy, Victor Hovland, who you uh, isolated pre-flop as someone, is absolutely balling today. He has the solo lead uh, before Rory tees off on Friday. And I know that's kind of how you wanted to spin this forward, looking at the Masters, which is coming up in about a month, month and a half at Augusta, because Rory is playing good golf here at Bay Hill like he always does. And if you look at the odds for Rory, at Augusta, only John Rahm, of course, has shorter odds uh, than Rory heading into that tournament. That could change, I imagine, Anita, if Rory keeps balling like he has, playing well like he has here at Bay Hill. Yeah, so I'm going to toot my own horn. I don't do it often, but if you recall, last week, Berger was uh, my golfer of choice. Unfortunately, he wet the bed on Sunday, but he went in uh, as the top of the leaderboard and had a, do you know he had an 85% chance of winning last week and just like, just marinating that. Um, Hovland, I chose him to win this week. And right now he's got a 26.8% chance of winning this tournament. He's got a two shot lead right now. He's six under through 16, as you said, but Rory hasn't even teed off yet. He tees off in about 20 minutes around 12:57 PM. And he's two shots back. Um, right now you can still put money on Hovland to win this at two to one. Um, hopefully you, you, you heard, um, you watched daily wager and you read our column and you got him at better odds on Wednesday, but nonetheless, uh, let's look ahead to the masters. Now, a few things to note here in regard to Rory, right? Like he always starts fast here at Bay Hill. This is a course that suits his game to a T. So first and foremost, like his game is on point. Number two, he's finally working with his coach again, Mike Bannon. Because of COVID rules, he was not, Bannon was not allowed to travel with him uh, the past two years. And so now because, you know, the rules, you know, the, the, you know, everything has kind of been lifted, travel's a little bit more easier. Now Bannon is able to travel here to the United States and they've been working really hard and, another thing, you know, keep in mind, as we know, like the masters is the one major 
that Rory has not been able to win. And he's looking, of course, to uh, complete that, right? And uh, and be one of very few uh, in the history of the of, of the the PGA to win all four majors. And you can get him right now at 14 to one, Tyler, to win the Masters. And um, I know he struggled again. Like his putting seems to be doing a lot better. He's got his coach here in the States now. He's coming. He'll be coming in hot. It's just about a month away. He'll be coming in hot. He's been playing really well this year. I just, my point is, if you like Rory, I don't think you'll get these odds. If Rory wins this tournament or does finishes at least in the top five, those odds are going to drop. So I don't, I don't believe that you're going to get better odds on Rory to win the Masters better than 14 to one than you are right now. So I've already, I've put some money on, on, on Rory to win the Masters uh, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I would absolutely love to see Rory don that green jacket and complete the career Grand Slam. He's had so much heartache there at Augusta uh, and just one of the, the best golfers we've ever seen. Uh, certainly one of the best on tour right now and a, a good guy, it seems as well. So just like from an emotional perspective, I like Rory and I don't mind those odds at 14 one because I think he is um, getting his game back to that champion, major championship level that we saw, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago. All right, Anita, that'll do it for today. A little more than 10 minutes of the bets you need, as promised, but tough cookies. That's what Anita and I like to do. <laughs> Please do us a favor. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow if you're enjoying the show. It helps us out tremendously. Have a great weekend, everyone. We'll talk to you Monday on the Daily Wager Podcast. Bye.